everyone welcome to the Forbes India cover story podcast series in association with theindicast.com my name is abhishek and this year end edition features the young neeraj chopra on the cover joining me to talk about her cover story is Forbes India's Kathakali Chanda hi kathakali welcome to the show thank you abhishek thank you for having me right at the top uh, below the headline you write about how uh, neeraj chopra has pulled off many feats including the gold medal at the Tokyo Olympics but you write quote more importantly he has given indian athletics a seat at the table unquote how so and how important has his contribution been from the indian athletics point of view at the global stage and how do you uh, see that he's got that seat at the table how do you mean that so i think as we speak i you know i was going through a news item this morning about how sebastian co of has mentioned uh, he's posted something on on instagram about neeraj chopra is the most written about athlete this year i think he's he's upstaged if i'm not wrong sprinter usain bolt so that is what neeraj chopra has done you know neeraj chopra's victory is india's of course but is also he's been able to give indian athletics that kind of heft you know uh, the the ioc is is looking at neeraj chopra to push the olympic movement in india because they know the kind of hero worship that indians do and the kind of following that that neeraj chopra has in india you know it's not just about the olympics you know neeraj chopra is not a one medal wonder he won the olympics last year he's won the diamond league this year which is which is an elite athletics competition and he's won a medal at the world athletics championship you know the only indian after anju bobby george long jump and anju had won a bronze and he's gone one step ahead and and won the silver you know he's all of 25 we sometimes tend to forget that when you look at the list of achievements but neeraj chopra in in all these 25 years has a list of achievements which many athletes internationally uh, you know aspire to have over their whole career neeraj chopra has made indian athletics a talking point which perhaps we've never been at that place before you spoke with him uh, if you could talk a bit about his work ethic because uh, he talks about he enjoys throwing the javelin and addicted to training sessions and he's on youtube for hours to know how he could better his trade uh, and and that's one thing that is common among, among elite sportsmen isn't it uh, i i was reading about roy keane the former manchester united a uh, captain he he writes about how you train as you play so you just don't show up every morning uh, going through the motions and keep the adrenaline and the intensity in the match you play the, i mean you you train as you would play the real game and it looks like he he does that and uh, he's only 25 as you said so how is his work ethic when you talk to him what what do you what did you find out so the first thing that comes across when you speak to him is the immense love for what he does while we've had champion athletes like say an andre agassi who while he was great at the sport of tennis never really loved it in fact in his autobiography he mentioned it's quite the opposite but i suppose it always helps if you love uh, what you do he's addicted to the training sessions um, as you know as i've i've quoted tejaswin shankar the high jumper in the story who's a good friend of neeraj's and he says you know neeraj like talks javelin walks javelin and you discuss anything else with him and he will tie that uh, you know back to javelin so that is what neeraj absolutely loves doing i asked him about um, you know some of the lessons that he's learned through his career and he said covid was a big lesson to him because um, you know it taught him you never know what can upend your plans you might plan for like the next 5 years but that's the unpredictability of life but he says you have to find happiness in that 
because unless you're happy, no achievement will ever give you joy. And for Neeraj, that spot of happiness is javelin. Yes, and despite you having rattled off a, a long list of his achievements, uh, he talks about how uh, he didn't even think of winning the nationals, let alone the Olympics when he was growing up. Usually, you know, when you're five years old, you uh, as a kid and eight years old, you pick up your bat or uh, football or whatever, and then you look at your role models wanting to emulate them. Here, he just wanted to throw the javelin then. Exactly. I mean, of course, javelin is his first love and he can take you through his craft and the mental process of a champion athlete. But never will you feel that he is bombarding you with heavy duty information. I mean, his approach to his sport is uncomplicated. He throws the javelin because he loves it. He loves going to the training regimen every day. And yes, the medals and the recognition that have come, have come his way, he'll happily take them along. But much more important to him is his love for what he does and his commitment to do that to the best of his abilities. That's all he wants. Uh, if I can share one anecdote with you, I've, I've also mentioned in the story that you probably know that during the world championships in which he eventually won silver, Neeraj had, had a really poor start. He was outside the medals tally with the first of his six throws. While within that period, the eventual champion Anderson Peters had already crossed 90 meters. So I asked him that if he was facing the pressure, because after all, he was the reigning, world, reigning Olympic champion going into the event, and there would be pressure of expectations. And he was very clear. He said, no, no pressure, because his target is not to achieve a certain number or win a certain medal, but to throw the best of his abilities on that particular day. And if he's able to do that, he's very happy, irrespective of the outcome. So he doesn't chase glory, he chases perfection. On the same count, you also talk to his coach who tells you that uh, Neeraj Chopra is among those who doesn't overthink. That is a rare or rather a very good trait to have. Uh, it reminds me of Virendra Sehwag who didn't really bother when the ball would hit his helmet or he would have a couple of dot balls. He would just go about his business uh, without having known what had happened previously. Exactly. I mean, as as I mentioned in the anecdote and also his, his coach uh, you know, says that First thing is he doesn't go into the tournament thinking he's the reigning world, uh, reigning Olympic champion. Every tournament is a fresh start from him. It's it's he begins from scratch. So whatever he's done in the past is in the past. You know, it's it's not it's not bearing on his mind. The second thing is that, like I mentioned, his target is to do the best uh, uh, that he can on a particular day. Like he mentions that not every day does your body feel the same. So if your body is, you know, slightly off on a particular day, you know that you're not going to throw uh, your personal best. And that's okay. You know, this, this acceptance, you know, this being realistic is what the coach mentions, that that stops you from putting pressure on yourself, that I have to hit my personal best every single time I throw is not realistic. You know, nobody, you know, every performance that anybody else has, you know, even in our work lives, not every day is our best day. And sometimes you have to be realistic about that, accept it and start the next day from zero to try and do whatever best you can do. And Neeraj has that acceptance um, very well. Also, you know, people who know him well have told me that he understands his body very well. So I've quoted uh, Manisha Malhotra of JSW Sports in the story, who's worked closely coincidentally with both Abhinav Bindra during his gold winning, winning feat and also Neeraj. And he sa she says that um, Neeraj tends to understand his body very well. 
so last year there was a tournament he was supposed to uh, go to in england and everything was set and they were all set for it when he came up and said like three or four days ago that i don't want to go because i don't feel my body doesn't feel up to the competition i'd rather stay train and then take part in a bigger competition which he eventually did and it 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 worked for him because his body was healthier through the rest of the year so he's realistic and he has the big picture in mind you know he's he's going to look at the what's going to keep him in the best shape for the bigger competitions if that means that if he has to miss a, a one competition to keep his uh, body prepared for a bigger one he's willing to do that and what do you attribute this level of maturity to seems to make the right noises he appears to be modest uh, uh, he's a, a, a sportsman how a sportsman should be he's aware that he doesn't want to endorse uh, liquor or sugar products uh, that you write how does he uh, you know tick the right check boxes it appears too good to be true so what do you attribute all of this to his upbringing uh, his friend circle growing up i suppose it's a bit of everything he's uh the first thing that strikes you about neeraj when you meet him is how lightly he wears his fame you know he's he going his fast free you don't really think you're talking to an olympic champion or who's who's someone who's uh, probably going to become one of the best athletes your country has ever produced um, i've heard stories of how he when he goes back home he's he becomes you know the the chubby kid that he was uh, 10 12 years ago he hangs out with everyone he he was telling me he enjoys uh, when he's at home he enjoys staying up late, late nights and just chatting with everyone he lives in a joint family of 19 so there's a lot of people to talk to 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 reminisce about his younger days so he really enjoys that he's a very simple child actually that keeps him rooted and uh, when i was asking him about that he said you know ye bahut zaruri hai ji you can you can never forget where you're coming from he has that childlike innocence in him and that combined with his love for what he does that gives him the the character that gives him the humility on one hand and also the ambition on the other to be the best in the sport that he is even there uh, he's pushed the envelope so to speak right i mean things like starting to eat chicken when he was he grew up as a vegetarian so he's pushing some i mean this is a very silly or a small example in the context of what these sportsmen do but that's just an example of how the best that i can do would also have to involve me changing a lot of things about myself to see uh, you know if i can break that barrier for myself as well then is that how he sees things you know that the example that you mentioned is quite indicative of neeraj's mindset because you know when tejaswin shankar the high jumper who's a vegetarian and he was finding it difficult to get enough protein in his diet which was making him you know he, he wasn't giving him enough nutrition and and power in his own sport and he spoke to neeraj about how he does that so neeraj mentioned that he started eating chicken when he was in turkey and tejaswin also knew that neeraj probably grew up vegetarian so he asked him that how come you're eating chicken and neeraj said tejaswin bhai karam hi dharam hai so it shows that it's it's work is worship so it it comes down to your attitude towards life and your attitude towards work and what is important to you when he was young and he used to train and back then he didn't have enough facilities to see how world athletes would perform you know the the processes that they would follow so he would sit with his mobile phone all day outside training hours and check youtube for for the performances of world athletes now for someone to do that at say 12 13 14 years where there could have been a lot of 
other attractions on YouTube and, and elsewhere, it shows what his focus in life is and what his priorities are. And he stuck to that even today, which probably explains why he's turned out to be such a uh, champion that he is. Well, thank you very much, uh, Katha, for your time on this podcast and for a lovely cover story, urging everyone to pick this one up. Thank you so much. Thanks, Abhishek. Thank you. And all you listeners, you can get this podcast on ForbesIndia.com and on any app that you use to listen to your podcasts and to have someone call you for a Forbes India subscription, message Forbes to 51818.